On today's show, what is the cover your nose trend? Also, new collar workers are being hired, and why are there a bunch of dead robots in the snow? And the further, uh, the future of food shopping, all this and much, much more will be discussed. Welcome to Deacon Live, and for the next 60 minutes or so, we'll get you up to date on the social news and stories that you might have missed over the past seven days or so. How are you? How are things? How are things going? Are you doing all right? Are you getting along with everyone? That's all I care about. And don't forget, for every podcast we do, we have a matching video over on YouTube. Make sure you like and subscribe over there on YouTube, Deacon Live Podcast, and you can uh, see all the different little shorts we got going on and all the stuff that connects us to you. So how are you? I know I took another, you know, I know I hear it all the time. I took a couple of days off and I get held for it. And But what's been happening, hold on, let me turn this fan off in the background so... Sounds like an uh, airplane landing. Well, speaking of airplanes, we went to uh, New York City. Well, not New York. We went to Long Island. We went to the state of New York. We went to the city of Long Island, uh, the actual town of Center Reach, uh, Long Island, New York. And the reason why we went there is because, well, as you guys know, we have 22 some odd acres here. We have a whole lot of responsibilities. And one of the biggest responsibilities we have with having animals and stuff is we had an older dog named Cookie. She was the last of, um, of all the dogs that we had. Then my wife and I, since we met and got married, you know, we've had, you know, several dogs and one by one they, they passed on. And this was the last dog that we have. <clears throat> so for the last year and a half or so, if we couldn't bring the dog somewhere, we wouldn't go anywhere. Uh, and unfortunately, uh, Cookie passed away. The week after uh, Thanksgiving, she passed away in her sleep. She was 13, 13 and a half years old. And so I said, you know, prior to that, I said, wife, I said, wife, wife, <laughs> I said to my wife that uh, I don't want to go anywhere until she passes. And then when she passes, you know, uh, you know, go ahead and punch my, I won't say punch my car, but let's go ahead and start traveling like we used to back in the day when we first started dating and, and when we first got married. So she passed away. And so now we're, we're getting our, our list of our itinerary as far as all the different stuff that we can do and, and go travel and go see. So one of the things I want to do, I really enjoy her family, her, her dad's uh, side of the family and her mom's side of the family. Now, both her mom and dad are, have both passed away. Uh, the mom passed away earlier in, in my wife's life. And then the father, my father-in-law passed away uh, coming up on five years, believe it or not. And you can actually hear him. He was on the show uh, back in 2018. So if you want to go back through the archives of the Deacon Life show, he was a character. He was really, really fun to have on the show. And unfortunately, he passed away. So we still have um, contact with, you know, her dad's side of the family. And, and he's got a brother up there, Uncle Ken. So we stayed at Uncle Ken's house, which is in Long Island. And it's nice. You know, it's 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 family up there. You know, when you're home, when you're home, your family is what's, what's the slogan that they say. So I said, babe, you know, for my birthday, let's go up and see your side of the family. Let's go see your, you know, your mom's side and your, your dad's side and just kind of, you know, I haven't been up there in three or four years, so I really enjoy going up there. The only problem is we eat so much. It's New York, you know, <laughs> when you're here, your family, you know, from pizzas to uh, going out to diners, going out to uh, big, huge sit-down restaurants. I mean, there was only one cooked meal that we had at home. Everything else was was on the run. We had bagels. We had donuts. We Oh, my God, Jesus. My whole 30 diet, I know I put it on, <laughs> put back on another 20 pounds. I can feel it. And you can see me here on the video. Look at me. Big old fat head. Big old fat face here. Look at me. I know. Um, but we flew up there. We actually flew into LaGuardia 
And we rode Spirit Airlines. Ugh, Spirit Airlines. <laughs> Give me a break. No, they were actually, they weren't that bad. And if I was to pay $500 for a round-trip ticket, I would be pissed. But we found a flight into LaGuardia from Charlotte, North Carolina. For the both of us, $65 round-trip. Oh, yeah? Yeah, $65. It was The flight was an hour and a half long, landed, and uh, my wife was so worried about She's like, well, who's going to pick us up? What are we going to do? I said, babe, to fly into... Where we wanted to was $500 for each of us round trip. I said, this is only costing us $65 round trip. I said, how far is LaGuardia from your uncle's house? She said about an hour, an hour and 10 minutes away. Let's run a car. How much is a rent a car for four days, five days or whatever it was? She looked it up. It was like $45 a day. I said, okay, if I'm going to drive through New York traffic and, and to get to Uncle Ken's house, I said, I want a Tesla. I want to see what the big fuss is about. I want to see all the hoopla. I want to find out what's going on with these Teslas. So sure enough, we got there, landed, went to the Hertz Rent-A-Car. They said, yeah, pick out whatever Tesla you want, you know, because it's already paid for. You know, you just jump in it, grab the key or the card, the little black card to start the car up, get it and go. They scan the car, they scan your ID, and, and you're out, out the door you go. So I'm driving this Tesla. And let me just say, it's, it's the model, what's the Model 3, X3 or something like that, the real basic model. There is nothing in this car at all. There's two seats, a steering wheel with a couple little toggles on it, a big, almost like a a Samsung or an iPad, and that's it. There's no flashy numbers. There's no dials. There's no turns. There's no, like, adjust the AC vents because if if it's blowing in your face, it's blowing in your face. There's no way to move the thing up and down. Um, You can, everything, the windshield wipers, the, the headlights, the... (laughs) everything in that car is on that tablet. You need to have a co-pilot. If you've never jumped in one of these cars, you need to have a co-pilot to sit there and navigate through that touchscreen while you're driving. Because I'm sitting there driving, and my wife's like, okay, how do I turn the AC up? How do I turn the AC down? How do I do this? How do I do that? You know, how do I turn the the lights on? How do I turn the radio off? Turn the radio off! (laughs) I don't know how to turn it off. I'm like, but... Driving it, it was weird because when you have a gas car, and I'm not, you know, I'm not preaching to the choir here. When you have a gas car, you take your foot off the gas, you expect a certain distance that the car will roll, and slowly friction will slow the car down. When you take your foot off this electric Tesla, you know, 100% electric plug-in, whatever they call them, the car immediately slows down. And when I say slows down, almost um, they call it regenerative brake disc braking. And that energy goes back into the into the battery. So you take your foot off the gas. I mean, just you know, just in traffic, just take your foot off the gas. Everyone in the car lunges forward because the car automatically starts slowing down. There's no rolling in there. Now, yes, you can turn that option off, but I wanted to get the full effect of it. So we're driving around. I'm like, you know, yes, it does have great pickup. I, I went from zero to sixty in less than five seconds. You know, out on the major highways out there. Uh, I forget what interstate we were on, but four. Interstate 495 or something like that. I hit the gas. Zoom, I take off. We're driving around. Now, there are some blind spots in this car. The post that's right behind the the back seat, the driver's seat and the passenger seat, it's hard to turn your head around and look. So now here you are. You put your turn signal on. There's cameras on the side of the car that shows you what's in that lane. So I said, okay, so I, I had to adjust my vision to look at this this car, this, this image and have to trust it. Am I trusting that screen as far as what's next to me? No. Cause we've all been taught to turn our heads around and look, if you're watching me on the video here and turn around and look to make sure that our 
blind spot is open. When I took my driver's test at 16 years old, I got a 98%. I did everything correctly. The only thing I did not do was when we parked and switched drivers, I didn't look, you know, before I opened the door, because <clears throat> we pulled off on the side, like a side street or something. I didn't look to when I opened my door to see if a car was coming. I got two points taken off of that. That's the only time. So that'll always stick with me. I almost had 100% in my driving, meaning I know how to drive. But I forgot to look when I, uh, you know, so nervous. <laughs> I'm done driving. Jump out. I didn't look to see if a car was coming before I jumped out. So I've always had that in the back of my mind to always turn and look. This car teaches you not to turn and look. Now, we get to Uncle Ken's house and everything's fine. And we're, you know, catching up on everything. We did go over to a relative's house and it was dark. We were going to go to dinner uh, at their place. And we're driving now this Tesla in the dark. First of all. You know, the older you get, the less likely you want to drive it at night. You know, you hear people, I don't want to drive at night. I don't want to. It's too dark. I got to get home before the sun goes down. But I understand that because driving this Tesla at night, first of all, headlights are automatic. They go up, they go down. They high beam, low beam, high beam, low beam. So it's this like strobe light effect when you're in traffic. Oh, there's no car in front of you? High beams. <clears throat> 30 seconds later, a car's in front of you? Low beams. High beams, low beams. So it's constantly going up and down. The reverse lights, you can't see them. There's no, you know, big, you know, where it lights up, your backup lights, nothing, can't see anything. So you rely on this monitor, again, reteaching your brain how to think to drive everything after everything we've been taught as, you know, in driver's ed school. So I'm relying on the, <laughs> the images on the screen and then I'm driving and it's so dark in the car because there's no, outside of that tablet, there's no ambiance lighting in there normally you'll have like a light on the side where your your windows go up and down uh, you have some kind of light like your speedometer has some kind of light your your ac has some kind of you know luminescence around it you got some kind of interior light this car does not so it's completely outside of that tablet and the tablet goes into night mode so night mode so what does that mean it's a black screen instead of a white screen it goes into you know nighttime mode which doesn't help because everything in the car is dark. I know it's it's petty, but driving this car is, I see now why people get into accidents. I see why people, well, they don't report them all, but you see people getting into accidents. It's driving a Tesla. You really have to forget everything you've learned about as far as safety and rely on the car for your safety. Uh, so I would I buy one? No, I would not buy one. I'd buy something similar, you know, that had a little bit more bells and whistles on it but it, would i pay forty five thousand dollars for this tesla mark three or whatever the the model three no i would not i would not so and i know that's like the they say don't buy that one even the um even the the rental people don't want to carry those anymore because they're they're garbage and you know when you return it they even said you know don't worry about the charge we'll just plug it up when you get here well they fi haven't figured out a way to make money doing that so they just said fuck it just we'll charge it on the front end you guys don't worry about it on the back end all right guys we got a lot to talk about lots to get into and this couple jumped on a flight and ended up in an island that they didn't want to be at the flight took them to the wrong place now how do you do that i don't know we'll dive into that story and figure out what's going on with them so stick around you're listening to deacon live right here on profit radio i'll be right back And now it's time for Lessons Learned with Jason. Jesus Christ, Jay. Howell. We interrupt this program to bring you a news bulletin. I'm a grown-ass man. Jason Howell. Jason Howell. Jason Howell. 
used car. Used car, like from uh, like uh, Jethro's used car lot? What are you buying from? We're, uh, we're going to go CarMax legit because my credit is the shit. I'm going to put it that way. So you bought a car from oh, yeah. CarMax? Any, any car you want a lot, Mr. Howell, it's yours because I ran my credit first. Right. Anything you want a lot. Anything. Anything. Right. Take your pick. And, what'd you, and, what, and hold on. What did Mr. Howell pick out? <laughs> Well, let me walk to the back of the car to refresh my memory. Call 407-448-8800. Amy's breaking into the beer. Deacon Live now presents you Gianna Sanzen with their latest song, Forgetful. Make sure you add them to your Spotify playlist. Welcome back to Deacon Live. You want to be heard? Well, we'd love to hear from you. And the way you do that to be part of the podcast, every each and every podcast that we do, you can be part of that. And the way you do that is go to Profit Radio, P-R-O-P-H-E-T Radio. At the bottom of the page says Be Heard. It's a little microphone, opens up on your tablet, whatever device. If you've got a device with a microphone on it, you can be part of the show. Speak right into it. comes right into our inbox, and we'll play it on the very next podcast. If you get it in soon enough, we'll play it on this podcast as well. And don't forget to follow us on all our social networks over there. Proud sponsors, Profit Radio of Deacon Live. They've been uh, sponsoring us for at least the last nine and a half years. Actually, t- ten years. Next month will be ten years. We'll do a big uh, party with that. So make sure you stick around for that as well. Now, we just flew back in from um, LaGuardia Airport, and boy, are my arms tired. <laughs> I know, bad joke. So <clears throat> I had to throw it in there. So when we flew into to LaGuardia, uh, $65 round trip, we flew Spirit Airlines, and you always hear about them being late or canceling flights or something's going to go wrong. I always, I was telling my wife prior to us flying, I said, we're either going to die or be late. You know, it's one of the two. And luckily, uh, you know, you watch the news reports and stuff and then you, you pray that it's, you don't pray that something bad happens to someone else on a flight, but you pray that, you know, you know, it's been a while since we've seen some kind of uh, midair catastrophe or a plane crash or something like that. And you don't want to be, you know, the, the numbers are coming up soon. You know, you're like going, all right, I hope it's not us. I hope it's not us. And thankfully, that door flew off on that American or that Alaskan airline flight where they plugged the, the side of the plane to move the exit door up. And so I was like, all right, there it is. There's my there's my uh, in-the-air catastrophe type thing, disaster. And so we're good. The flight will be good. We were just late. They had to fix something. I don't know, one of the, the doors up by the, I almost said nurse's station, by the flight attendant station wasn't closing to keep the coffee filters from falling on the floor. I don't know. They were doing something that took them like an hour to do it. But So our flight was an hour late leaving. And ironically enough, uh, it was uh, 20 minutes early arriving back to Charlotte. And I'll get into the arrival thing here later with my wife <laughs> driving me crazy trying to get on these stupid buses. But I digress. 
Uh, but this couple right here, a bunch of retirees, two retirees said that their vacation was ruined after an airline flew them to the wrong island despite checking their tickets five times. So let's dive into the story and find out what actually happened. Two retirees were flown to the wrong island by UK-based airline Jet2 after being placed on different flights, even after the tickets were checked multiple times. 71-year-old Wendy Russell and 69-year-old Linda Trustale reportedly uh, booked tickets to Bristol Airport in the UK to the Spanish island of Malacara, Malocara, M-A-L-L-O-R-C-A, but instead ended up at the neighboring island of Manacora, M-E-N-O-R-C-A. Now, I don't know if the, the pilot didn't know the difference between the two. Add tomato, tomato, right? We're on an island. In the comments shared with the Daily Mail, the duo said they were only discovered the error when the pilot announced that they were landing in Mar Menorca. That's what it is, Menorca. Mallorca and Menorca. There we go. There's the name of them. I figured them out. I know I would. Uh, you hear the bags going on, you know, wrong flights, but not people. You get compensated for delay or lose lug or lost luggage, but they lost us. No, not the bloody baggage is what they said. The woman said their tickets were checked five times, including the, at the gate by the flight attendant on board who checked to see if they were in the correct seats, but missed the incorrect destination. When arriving to Menorca... Uh, at the airport, they also learned that their lug check luggage had landed in Mallorca. <laughs> in a statement shared with Business Insider, Jet2 spokesperson apologized to the two women, describing this as an extremely isolated incident. So let me get this straight. Now, with all that, now, UK is a little bit different. You know, they're a little bit crazier than we are here in the United States. But when you get on... You have to show your ID to get through TSA, right? Dude, all right, there you go. You have to show your boarding pass just to get on to get to the gate whether what gate you go to it doesn't matter dude they scan it then when you get on the flight you either have that little qr code on your phone or that you have the actual paper boarding pass and they scan dude 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 didn't it go you know you you are not allowed on this flight you are on the wrong flight ding dong do they not have something digitally like that where they scan the people to, to create a manifest of people that are on or not on the plane and especially to make sure that they're going to the right location and they're they're doing the right thing i guess not are they a little behind the times I guess so if you want to jump on a plane and go somewhere else or, you know, it's a roulette of where you're going to end up. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know how that happened. But that's what happened to these two uh, older women over in the UK. Got to the wrong island. I want to go to Istanbul, not Constantinople. It's the same place. Now, when we landed, when we landed in, well, hold on. Let's, let's do it this way. So when we landed in LaGuardia, small, small airport, uh, I think there's maybe like six gates. I mean, it's really, really small airport. You can't get lost in there. I mean, literally from the gate to getting outside was maybe 200 yards, which is not much. You know, if you ever walk like in Atlanta airport where they have shuttle buses and trams and stuff running up and down, <clears throat> up and down the airport to get you to the right location. This was basically off the plane, out two doors, and then boom, you're outside. Oh my God, it's fucking freezing outside. And we went to go get our Tesla. Now, what they're finding out in over in Chicago that um, all their electric vehicles aren't working because they are right now going through double negative double digits. So don't forget for every podcast we do, we have a matching video. I'm going to switch the camera four so we can all see this and all be friends. And let's find out what's going on over in Chicago and why these Tesla cars are not running. Everywhere in America is cold. Do what I do. Layer up. Long sleeve shirt, vest, shell, jacket. But if you really want to stay warm, don't drive a Tesla. 
The freezing temps are zapping the juice out of electric cars, leaving drivers stranded. In Chicago, a little cold weather turned a supercharging station into an expensive junkyard. Oh, we got a bunch of dead robots out here. Dead robots. <laughs> dead Teslas packed the parking lot at this Tesla supercharging station in Oak Brook, a scene mirrored at other supercharging stations around the Chicago area. Man, this is crazy. It's, it's, it's a disaster. With temperatures falling into the negative double digits, these charging ports have stopped charging, leaving many Tesla owners stranded here in long lines since Sunday. Oh, it's a Tesla graveyard. If you bought an electric car, you're praying for global warming. You want to <laughs> Get it? Because that's the whole reason behind the whole Tesla car. I know, I know, I know. So, yeah, I guess they haven't figured that out. The, the Tesla cars, when it gets to below a certain degree. Now, I know here in the studio, we got an 800-square-foot studio. If I don't run the heat up here, and I've got, like, a little remote control here that does a couple things, if it's colder than 30 degrees, or not 30 degrees, but anywhere below 35 degrees here in the studio, because it is a building that we don't use all the time. Uh, my remote controls don't work. I've got to like warm them up a little bit just to get the batteries to work in that. I guess they didn't think about that in Tesla cars. And, you know, how do you keep those up? You're going to have to turn around and do what like the uh, the big gold diesel guys do where they put that block heater on the engine so the diesel engines will turn over. Tesla's going to have some kind of battery warmer. You slide under the car to keep those batteries warm so you can um, <clears throat> fire them up in the cold. And then, then what happens? You know, <laughs> you got a big old uh, disaster fire happening. Now, this woman right here just was trying to escape the cold and found herself at the bottom of a garbage can, frozen. And I say garbage can, uh, a dumpster. Now, hold on. She wasn't frozen solid. <laughs> Let's get into the story. In Riverton, a Riverton city worker posted a video on social media last Saturday describing how he rescued a woman he, he found frozen to the bottom of a dumpster during his garbage route. Travis Lewis, no relationship, a Riverton city worker said he'd been had been filling in on this garbage route for another worker and posted a tearful video of himself on, on his Facebook page Saturday saying that he found a woman in a dumpster uh, when he went to empty it at the Riverton city park. He says, I went to the uh, empty dumpster in city park and a head popped out of it. He says, there was literally a frozen a lady frozen to the bottom of the garbage can. Uh, Lewis noted that it had snowed recently and was cold. He clarified that the woman's clothes were frozen to the bottom of the dumpster. He said he helped the woman to get out of the dumpster and warm up. Then he called his parents to come pick up the woman. Hey, Ma, I found this lady. Can you come pick her up? While waiting for his parents, he took the woman to a nearby gas station to get something for her. Uh, and she bought me some stuff, not the other way around. Oh, she bought him some stuff, not the other way around. Lewis said his parents picked up the woman and took her to their home for a bath and to launder her clothes. Lewis said that Riverton does not have a homeless shelter. On Sunday, Lewis authored another post saying that the woman's parents were looking for her. A after his parents cared for the woman, she reportedly walked out of the hospital despite having mental issues, according to the post. She is not in the right mental state of mind to be on her own, Lewis wrote, the guy who found her in the trash can. Please help me find her again so we can help her before it's too late. So what happened was this woman... Let's go back to camera one, back on me. Um, this woman was in, I guess, was looking for shelter, dived into a, a, a trash can, trash barrel, something, I guess, big enough to have a, a body in there. And the juices or whatever slime that's on the bottom of the thing, her coat, her pants or whatever, got wrapped up in that, and then it froze solid. So here she is, you know, she's like a human push pop, <laughs> one of those push up pops stuck in this garbage can. Cause she's frozen to the bottom floor and, and she's alive, but she can't get out because her feet are, you know, carbon. What is it? Uh, hand solo, Han solo locked in, uh, the carbon, 
<laughs> frozen in carbon. That's the way she was. And, oh, God, can we do something? Can we help her out? And then the woman took off, I guess. You know, mental mental health is what her problem was. And now she's she's back on the loose again, and, and they don't know where she's at. So uh, check your garbage can. Kick your garbage cans a couple times before you throw something in there. It might be a body in the bottom. All right, guys, when we come back, uh, I know I'm a little late on getting on this, but I have an update on it. The guy who jumped over the judge's desk and attacked her. I've got an update on that story as well. So stick around. You're listening to Deacon Live right here on Profit Radio. I'll be right back. Hey, you're on the air. I am. You are on the air. I okay. Uh, well, I I wasn't calling to talk on the air. I so I guess give me a call back when you have a second. Okay, I sure will. Thanks for calling. All right, bye bye. Bye. <laughs> well, I don't know what that was about, but anyways, stick around. We'll be right back. Deacon Live now presents you Dusty, a local hip-hop rapper hailing from Corona, California. His melodic style and cadence sets him apart from many other rappers at his peers, boasting a unique flow on all his songs. All his beats are produced exclusively by Little Chris Jeezy. This is his latest song, High From The Jump. Welcome back to Deacon Live. You want something for free? Well, we'll give you something for free just for listening to us, but you got to do me a favor. You got to go over to Profit Radio, P R O P H E T Radio.com. At the bottom of, actually, at the top of the page. Bottom of the page is where you can be heard. Top of the page is where you can get yourself some free swag. And you can see all the different programming that Profit Radio sponsors, all the different podcasts that are available to you as well. Just pick out a little prize pack. I sent some out to California the other day. We appreciate all your listeners out there. Just pick out whatever prize pack. It's not an email grab or anything like that. It's just Profit Radio saying thank you for listening to us and the fine programming that they're part of here at the Profit Radio studio. So pick that out. We get some, uh, some stickers, some magnets, some buttons. All that stuff is over there as well. So pick that out. And they'll send it out to you. Now, I'm a little late on this story, but if you haven't heard, it made a little bit of a, a buzz in the news feed, but then kind of went away. If you're not familiar with what happened, let me do a little <coughs> recap of what happened. Dio Bra is his name, D-E-O-B-R-A, Redden, 30 years old, is a three-time felon and was in the Clark County District Court with Judge Mary Mary Kay Holthus was in her courtroom for sentencing for being sentenced on a charge of attempted battery uh, with substantial bodily harm is what the record says. So what happened was Holthus was sitting behind the bench. She's the judge when Redding didn't like what the sentence was going coming out of her mouth, got broke free and ran and jumped over the actual judge's desk. Now, I don't know if you've been in court before, but nine times out of 10, the judge is sitting up higher than the rest of the the audience, (laughs) the people in the courtroom. So you've got to do like this big old leap over the thing to get a hold of her. Now I'm going to switch to camera four so you can see this video. This is the raw video of what actually happened. And we'll dive in the story of what the update is on what happened to him. So here he goes. Warning graphic images. So, and don't forget for every podcast we do, we have matching video. You can see all this on YouTube as well. Make sure you like and subscribe to us at Deacon Live over on YouTube as well. So, here we go. I just can't with that history. 
in accordance with the laws of state of Nevada. Now, she basically said, "I can't, I can't with his history. Um, give him something else. Uh, so he needs a little bit more taste of something." And when she said that, he broke free from his attorney, and this is what happened. Oh, hey. Wee! Jumped right over. Yep. They're fighting behind the desk. Fuck you. Fuck you, bitch. Fuck you. Oh, they're punching the shit out of him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck you. Fuck you. He's fighting back. The the person typing's fighting back. (laughs) Beating the shit out of him. Just to get him calmed down. Jesus Christ. That's a big old jump. That's got to be eight foot in the air. So the man who attacked the judge on, in the Las Vegas courtroom uh, last week was back in front of her in front of the same judge in shackles and a spit mask. So um, more on this story. Let's go to this article right here. So here we go. Read in back into Clark County District Court Judge Mary Kay Holtis's courtroom five days after he attacked her. Holthus was sentencing Redden on an attempted battery jump when he jumped a table and leaped over her bench, stopping the hearing. The attack leaving a trail of blood, as seen in these photos the 8 News Now investigators obtained, forcing a hazmat crew to come in and clean up. Indicating the sentence I intended to impose. Monday was a continuance of that hearing. Holthus saying her sentence, the 19 to 48 months prosecutors asked for, did not change since last week. I want to make it clear that I am not changing or modifying the sentence I was in the process of imposing last week before I was interrupted by defendant's actions. Those actions leading officers to cover Redden's face Monday with a spit guard, his hands covered in gloves. The marshal injured in the attack, who received 25 stitches to his forehead, was not on the job, but appeared looking on from behind the judge's bench. His reactions were not premeditated. After Holtis sentenced her brother, Redden's sister, LaDonna Daniels, stressed her brother's history of mental illness, saying he's diagnosed with schizophrenia and bipolar disorder. Oh, if you look at his eyes looking through that mask, you can say you can see someone's not behind the wheel of, of this guy. Jesus. That he hasn't had treatment since he left prison in November. It was triggered because he seemed to have been pleading for his uh, his freedom. Um, he has been off his psych meds for, for since he got out of jail, but because he doesn't have an appointment until March. So there you go. Uh, she didn't change the sentence. She didn't add anything to a sentence or anything, which, you know, maybe they said it. Let me just go back to me now. Now, maybe, you know, she realized that, hey, look, this guy's got some mental issues. We don't need to put him in any longer than he needs to be other than the original charges. Now, any other judge or I say any other judge, if they didn't know his history, would have, you know, contempt of court and, you know, another assaulting a, a federal officer or federal employee or something like that. I know there's a charge in there somewhere. She was kind of lenient on him, but I'm sure she's going to make sure, you know, the 18 to 24 month sentence, he's hopefully, hopefully he will get the proper care and treatment that he needs. And they'll think about it twice when they let him go and say, Hey, look, let's make sure when he leaves, let's make sure he gets into a halfway house or something like that, where he can get treatment. And and that's the issue. Instead of just turning him loose on the street, like his sister was saying, he hasn't had any medication or anything since he got out of jail in November. November, and his next appointment was in March. So, of course, you know, he's he's gone cuckoo. <laughs> and that's what happened there. Oh, Jesus. But, I mean, just a leap alone, that over the judge's bench, that was a, oh, man, he should try out for the NBA. <laughs> no, they got enough problems over there, don't they? Now, 
someone who's getting into a lot of problems right now are people with college degrees. Why? Because they can't find jobs. You know, the, the millennials say, I, I can't work. You know, I, I get, go to school and do all this stuff and I can't find the proper job. Well, what's happening right now, there's a new phase that's been going on called hiring a new collar worker, which means they have no degree. New collar workers jobs describe a highly skilled employee and it comes with salaries at the top of the wage scale but it does not require a college degree fields such as healthcare engineering technology and software are some of the industries looking to hire new collar workers according to job search on monster.com between continuing education courses online classes and certification programs and boot camps there are more opportunities to get up to speed on the latest technology and get to get your foot in the door the label market may be cooling off but there are opportunities ahead especially for what they're calling new collar workers these so-called new collar worker jobs typically require a highly skilled person often comes with salaries at the top half of the u.s wage scale now the term was coined nearly a decade ago by rennie uh, rometty former chief executive of IBM, to describe a slew of positions being created in the demand in the demanded advanced skills, but not necessarily a higher education. New collar jobs may not require traditional college degrees, she wrote in 2016. Which matters most is that these employees with jobs such as cloud computing technicians and service delivery specialists have relevant skills, but often obtained through vocational training. Indeed, a four-year college degree has been losing its luster. Rising college costs and ballooning student loans balances have caused more students to question the return on their investment for education. As a student looks for more direct link to the workforce, there is a shift towards a shorter-term programs, according to Doug Shapiro, executive director of the National Student Clearinghouse Research Team. To be sure, there still is a value for a four-year degree, uh, expert Vicky Salami, career expert at monster.com. However, technical training is on a ramp up in some areas such as healthcare, engineering, software, and technology. So, I mean, that's a good thing. I mean, when you're out there, you're like thinking, let me go back to me now. Um, you're thinking, you know, I need a four year degree. Yes. You need a four year degree or some kind of degree. If you want to be a doctor, you need uh, you can't do vocational training. <laughs> you know, you can't work part time at a, at a, uh, you know, food store and go, well, I know how to do that. I, you know, I dissect that, you know, a butcher, a butcher, believe it or not, they make great money. They make awesome money and they have the best cuts of meat, but it's a vocational training where you learn on site, you learn everything. Um, but you know, doctors, lawyers, what the law requires you to have some kind of education to hold, you know, when you're up there holding court, you know, they want to make sure that they maintain a, a respectable candidate they want to make sure that everyone is following the right procedures you know you just can't jump into these things but i mean to be like an it professional guy my it professional guy that i had for many years worked at dell for a long time and he just learned by on the job training and then i hired him and and you know he worked out well he doesn't have a college education he doesn't have a degree or anything like that but i trust him more than i would trust someone coming out of school with a four-year degree 
in the same field because he's got more hands-on work than coming into a workforce with theories and theories and ideas uh, to fix things. Now, that's great for business school. That's great for whatever. But yeah, the new color worker is the next shift out there. So if you think you can't get a, a great job, look into those. I know there's all, a whole bunch of online courses. You can get certifications and things like that. Uh, EMTs, I know they make a great lot, uh, a great lot of money. <laughs> they make a bunch of dough. <laughs> but yeah, you know, it all depends on what field you want to go into. So you could do radio just like me. <laughs> it doesn't take any brains at all to do this right here. Believe me. <laughs> Actually, it does. It takes a little thing. So it's harder than it looks for sometimes. All right, guys, when we come back, uh, something that's getting easier for us is shopping for food. And what does the future look like when you go into those new grocery stores and you're walking around and buying stuff and sticking it in your car? What's going to happen? What's gonna What's it going to look like? And we'll dive in that story when we come back. So stay on. You're listening to Deacon Live right here on Profit Radio. I'll be right back. I love my classes. I got a crazy teacher who wears dark glasses. Things are going great, and they're only getting better. I'm doing all right, getting good grades. The future's so bright. I gotta wear shades. I gotta wear shades. Profit Radio. Profit Radio. Holy uh, mackerel. If you remember, there was, a, there was one other guy in the neighborhood. I had one. He had one. And I think you had the 128. We were borrowing cartridges, I think. Stupid one with the clown. You had to be a clown on a unicycle and, like, catch the balloons before yes. you hit the ground. You'd, yes. Like, weasel back and forth with the, <laughs> with the keyboard. Call 407-448-8800. sit around like, oh, my God. 8800. So real. We understand that Christmas time has come and gone, but there are still people that are still in the Christmas spirit. Deacon Live now presents to you Kay Saran with her latest song, Merry Christmas, Where You Are. Make sure you follow her on Facebook and Instagram and subscribe to her on Spotify. Welcome back to Deacon Live. You want to be heard? Well, we'd love to hear from you. And the way you do that is go over to our proud sponsors of ProfitRadio.com. That's P-R-O-P-H-E-T Radio.com. At the bottom of the page says, Be Heard. Click on that. Opens up a little microphone on whatever device you're listening to us on. If you've got a microphone on your tablet, your computer, or your smartphone, speak right into it. You can be anonymous if you want. I don't care. It's not a, a you know, you can say whatever you want, and we'll play it on the very next podcast. You can be podcast famous and be right here in the studio for everyone to hear. Hey, Mom, look at me. I'm famous. I'm famous. I'm on the Deacon Live show. Hell yeah. <laughs> so speak right into that. And we'll play it on the very next podcast. If you have questions for us over the, the last almost 10 years of shows, by all means, uh, let us know. Or if you just want to say uh, happy birthday to anyone or or anything like that, just give us a shout out. We'd love to hear from you. And we won't make fun of you. At least I won't. <laughs> Someone else might, but I won't. <laughs> now, <clears throat> Out here, we live in, on like I said, 22-some-odd acres. We live in a little town called Marshville. Now, Marshville has a population of 2,500 people. 2,500, that's 2,500 people. I think my graduating class had about 700 people and a school of, you know, 
times four, 2,800 people. So as many people that went to my high school is how many people that live here in the town that we live in, small town. So we have a small little food line. We have a Dollar General. They feel I feel like they're on every corner here in North Carolina. They got a monopoly going on. Um, but to get to a good food store or food shopping store, I got to go to the next town over, and that's Walmart. <clears throat> well, the next town over has a Walmart, I should say, and I can get anything I want. And I love Walmart. You guys know this by now, if you've been listening for any length of time. I love getting, you know, cat litter, soap, uh, a grill, <laughs> some uh, brand new shoes, and milk, and beer, eggs, and all the stuff that goes in there when you go grocery shopping. I love that. Uh, and, you know, you go, and now they got the self-checkout, and everyone's complaining about the self-checkout. No, if I'm going to scan out, I'm gonna, <laughs> I know what I can do better. I know what I want to bag better and all that stuff. Even when you put it on the conveyor belt and there's a cashier there, they, they're always sticking it in the wrong bag. You're like, no, I need that and that. I'm very controlling like that. I know exactly where everything is in the store. I know exactly the way I want my grocery bags um, filled up in a certain order. But this company right here, a U.S. grocery chain, is eliminating all plastic shopping bags from all of its stores. So let's dive into this story and find out who that is. Aldi, A-L-D-I. I don't know if you guys have that anywhere in your location, but they have 2,300 stores in the United States. The retailer announced it's announced in a meeting that ends... Uh, God, who wrote this sentence? I'm going to read it to you, and you tell me if this sounds... The retailer announced meeting it its end of 2023 goal last week. It sounds like AI wrote the thing. Anyways, um, adding that the action will nearly save 4,400 tons of plastic from going into circulation each year. So eliminating plastic shopping bags in our stores, transitioning to an environmentally friendly refrigerant, system will not only help us protect the environment, but also help us reduce the cost, and then we'll pass it on to our customers, uh, the Aldi CEO Jason Hart said in a press release. These decisions help our customers to feel good about shopping at Aldi's, and our employees feel proud about working there. I don't know if you've ever shopped at Aldi's before. Let's bring it in a little bit. <laughs> if you want to come in, if you're watching me here on the video here on YouTube, um, Aldi's is okay. But you are at the mercy of what they have. So, for example, they have meat, they have fish, they have chicken, um, they have all the you know all the proteins and stuff. But they don't have the cool stuff. Like they don't have like Doritos, buy one get one free. They don't have the Jimmy Dean sausage or whatever sausage that I get. They got some kind of generic sausage. It might be good, it might be bad. I don't know. I haven't bought it there. They don't have like the cookies and the cakes, and they don't have all the mainstream you know staples that you would find at you know walmart all right so i want to i want to have i don't want to buy something from a company that i've never heard of because then that's when you start seeing news reports about salmonella breaking out and you know if you have lucky crunchers crispy treats and you bought them from aldi's you know there's a salmonella outbreak or something i don't know i just made that up but it seems like that's what it is it's all these little small uh, mom and pop shops that are getting their products out which is great you know s support the mom and pop shops but aldi the variety is not there you're kind of limited as far as um it, it's as like a small costco if you've ever been to costco everything's made in bulk it's all bulked out on on the shelves and stuff in boxes and that's what they say. Uh, plastic bags were previously available to customers to purchase at Aldi's. Uh, cloth bags remain still available to purchase for customers who forgot to bring their reusable ones. And shoppers um, who wish to use the shopping carts at Aldi's 
I don't know if you know this or not, you have to put a quarter into the slot to unlock the shopping cart. It's kind of like, I think they do that at a lot of airports and stuff with luggage bag, uh, baggage uh, carts. And then you receive that quarter back once you turn the shopping cart in. A lot of people just leave the quarter in there. It's a quarter, you know. <laughs> what goes wrong comes around. Uh, employees... All the employees do not bag your groceries for the customers, but the customers who find empty cardboard boxes around the store can use them. Similar to, like I said, a Costco or a Sam's. Along with eliminating plastic bags in all of its stores, Aldi's also announced its goal to use natural refrigerants in all the U.S. stores by 2035. It keeps the products fresh while supporting a healthier planet. The goal would help Aldi save nearly 60% of the potential carbon emissions each year. Now, so that's great. You know, I, I don't mind sticking uh, my food stuff in a box. I'd rather that sometimes because you start putting a couple jars in those really, you know, thin bags. You're worried about them breaking out. So what do you do? You, you bag one, bag two, bag three. Now you got a triple bag. Now you're doing three times the the bad stuff to the environment. So if you got like boxes and stuff, you just want to throw, you know, uh, you know, a, a carton from the shelf you want to throw all your glasswares in there that's fine because here on the property we don't have garbage pickup we just put it up there and, and burn it and it goes right back into mother earth <laughs> so that's how we're supporting our planet but with all the things with ai and like i said art, well artificial intelligence and everything in new york city you know we were just in the state of new york here recently we didn't see these shopping carts but in new york city the future of grocery shopping is changing with a twist Due to AI. Now, don't forget for every podcast we do, we have a matching video as well. And you can see this in real time. Go over to YouTube, search Deacon Live Podcast, and make sure you subscribe over there. I don't do it for any like clicks or likes or anything over there. It's just another uh, media for you guys to enjoy uh, the podcast, which is Deacon Live, and be part of the family. So you guys can enjoy it as well. So we're going to watch this video. We're going to camera four. Uh, so you can see this in real time as we're talking about it here. So here we go. The new way of shopping. Uh, the rise of AI. So here we go. It may become easier with the new Instacart AI shopping cart. Fox Business's Madison Allworth is live at a Fairway Market in New York City this morning with more during AI Week here on Fox Business. Madison. Good morning, Maria. This is the caper cart, and it's being rolled out across the country. Instacart gave us the opportunity to take this thing for a spin. Take a look. I'm at Fairway Market and I have the new Caper Instacart Smart Cart AI powered. I got David here with me. David, I got big plans tonight. I'm thinking spaghetti and meatballs. Can you help me? Boring. Excellent. Let's go shopping. What is this cart going to be able to do when I pick up my pasta? So the cart is equipped with a number of sensors, camera sensors pointing at the basket as well as a weight sensor. And it's the fusion of those sensors and our AI powered technology that enables the cart to recognize items directly as you drop them in the cart and then place the item on the screen so you can keep track of your spending. I'm going to put this in here. So what she has here, let me pause it real quick. So what she has here, she's got an all plastic shopping cart and it's got like a, a couple cameras in the front and then on where you normally would put your child, you know, kicking and screaming and stuff. There is a tablet, kind of like in the Tesla, but a little smaller. And what it does is it gives you a running total. When you put something in the cart, it scans it automatically. He said there's like four or five cameras in the shopping cart. Somehow it finds that barcode, scans it. It gives you a running total. It'll also let you know if you got like coupons and stuff available. Uh, and it'll also weigh your, your produce, which I'm like, all right, come on. But here, let's continue this video. That is amazing. That is so cool. You have your total as well as your savings. Tell me about the scale system in the cart. You hit the add produce button and then you have two choices. You can either type in the code or the name of the, of the product. All right, we got it. 
beef steak tomato, okay. And now I'm gonna put it in, and it'll weigh it right here. That's right, we'll weigh it directly in the cart, and you can see just how sensitive this oh, look at is that. as it weighs the tomato. Talking about Less than a pound. Go, I think I'm ready to check out. Should we do it? Wonderful, let's do it. So they're going to check out. And to check out, there's a barcode that appears on the little tablet that's on the shopping cart. The lady scans the barcode itself, shows her a total on the screen, just like at a regular uh, grocery store. Really easy and incredible to see in action. I just, next step is obviously making the dinner. Any chance that the AI could help me with that? No. It's coming up. <laughs> Dummy. So there you go. You, you, you've heard about it. Let's go back to me now. Um, you've heard about the um, the stores. I think there was a, a Amazon store where you put stuff in your shopping cart and you walk out and it automatically scans everything all at once. Um, this is another level of that. Uh, they're trying to do it, and they're at the Fairway stores in New York City. Um, is it going to take off? Is the is the technology there? Is the price point there? You know, can you afford to have all these smart shopping carts floating around your store? Because I mean, not for nothing. Uh, I know some of the the grocers in like New York City. They're small, man. I mean, you can barely get fifty people in the store without bumping elbows. So they're going to only have like maybe twenty twenty five shopping carts. Not like your big retail stores, uh, your Winn Dixie and and all those other stores that have you know you can get a hundred and some odd people in there. So they have to have a hundred and some odd shopping carts. You know, as backup and stuff. Is the price point there yet? I don't know. The smaller uh, groceries and bodegas might have that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool. You know, in theory, it's cool. Um. But what is it saving? What is it actually saving you? What is it actually doing for you as far as cutting down on the environment and stuff? Just because you got a, a shopping cart that has, you know, rings you <laughs> rings it up as you're shopping, it's not really saving the environment. You know, you still have to bag it. You still have to do all that stuff. It's just something fancy. It's a novelty, in my opinion, uh, just to get you into the store and spend spend more than you wanted to or less than you wanted to. Because when you start seeing that total going up, um, you're like, oh, well, maybe I don't need the the, bo- the bag of cookies or the bo- the cake in a box or something like that. Maybe I don't need those because my total bill is already past my budget. All right, guys, when we come back, there is a new trend that's out there called the cover of your nose trend. So if you're looking back at all your... Uh, your Christmas photos and your Thanksgiving photos and all your holiday photos and you see your little teenage kid with his hand on his nose, I'll tell you exactly what they're doing. So stick around. You're listening to Deacon Live right here on Profit Radio. I'll be right back. Woo! I'm too high for this. Too high for the supermarket. Too high for the grocery store. Too high for the supermarket. Ain't gonna shop like this no more. Too high for This is the hour I like best. How's your first day go so far? Oh, um, it's, we're doing okay. I was just, uh, Kathy just made lunch. I was just going to start and eat. Oh, what are you having? What? She made, uh, she made ham sandwiches. Oh, nice. What kind of ham? Hard boiled or boiled, cooked? Um, it was dead and she made with cheese, but she puts, um, she puts a little bit of relish in it and she puts Miracle Whip and she gets, uh, Dan, she just makes Dan, stop, good. stop. You've already ruined yeah. the sandwich. You put relish and Miracle Whip? Yeah. Oh, just a tiny bit of it. She makes it, she makes them taste awful, awesome. <laughs> so, so. I think you did a Freudian slip. Uh, yes, there I did. <laughs> 407-448-448-8800. You're listening to That Explains a Lot. Deacon Live. Deacon Live. Deacon Live.
Welcome back to Deacon Live. Make sure you follow us on all your social contacts. And the way you do that is go over to Prophet Radio, proud sponsors of Deacon Live. That's P-R-O-P-H-E-T radio.com. At the top of the page says social contacts. You can see all the links that links us to you and you to us as well. Make sure you follow us on Facebook. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Make sure you follow us, yes, TikTok. TikTok as well, YouTube, and all the different platforms that you can find the Deacon Live podcast. Make sure you like and subscribe over there as well. Uh, we'd appreciate that. Uh, and if you want something for free, make sure you get that over there while you're over at ProfitRadio.com as well. Fill out that little form. It's not an email grab. Just their way of saying thank you for listening all to all the fine programming that they broadcast out of the Profit Radio studio. Now, oh, let's see. Where are we going? Um, I, my birthday just passed, by the way. Thank you for all the, the cards and all the, <laughs> the sympathies and everything like that. But I do a lot of my shopping on Amazon. I ask for a lot of stuff. Um, I say a lot of stuff. My wife goes, well, what do you want? I go, well, I want this. She's like, look at, look for it on Amazon, find it, and then send me the link and I'll buy it for you. Well, that kind of takes the surprise out of stuff. But still, I'm hard to buy for and, and I pick out exactly what I want and then you know, give her a list of like 15 things and maybe I'll get five of those. Great. Bonus for me, right? But with all the people that are using AI and the chat GP and the, the autofill and affiliate programs and, and was it drop ship and all the stuff that people are trying to make like side money and, and all the stuff from Alibaba and they're buying it from here. And then all they have to do is put a, uh, an ad or something on Amazon and then put a description and they don't physically don't have to warehouse anything. It's, it's a quite a, it, I've looked into it. It's quite a setup. It's quite a gig to do, but it takes a lot of work to do. And I, I don't have to, I don't have time to sit there and figure all this shit out. I'd rather just sit here and talk to you guys. But right now, Amazon is being hit with a wave of AI generated listings. And what's happening is, let's say you've got a, um, a, a chair or something like that. And you, you tell AI to put in, hey, this is a whatever chair and something like that. AI has its own standards and will actually put in the description of the of the item. I cannot fulfill this request as it goes against the open AI user policy. So, <clears throat> so let me explain what's going on. Because when you're searching for stuff, when it goes into the actual uh, title of the item, the title of the item says... I'm sorry, I cannot fulfill this request as it goes against the AI use policy. My purpose is to provide helpful and respectful information to users, hyphen Brown. So, so I guess there's certain keywords when you put in there, the automatic, the automatic open AI generates, they find the words offensive or they find the words not offensive, but they can't use a description of it. So let's dive into the article. Amazon says it has removed listings and questions as it's further enhancing its systems. Amazon has been hit with a wave of odd AI generated listings. The site has been playing host to with such names. Like I said, I cannot fulfill this request uh, because it goes against our policy. The trend suggests that companies are using the open AI popular chatbot to create product descriptions, including items names without reviewing the final details. Another listing, which appears to be a piece of hose is titled. I apologize. I cannot complete the task as required using trademark brands, which goes against our open AI users policy. 
the listing had also been removed from the site. While Amazon has been known to struggle with AI-generated reviews, this new trend raises questions about how thoroughly the site reviews some of its product listings. Representative for Amazon and OpenAI did not immediately respond to a request for comment from the Business Insider. In a statement shared with Futurism, the company said, we work hard to provide a trustworthy shopping experience for our, com- our customers, including requiring third-party sellers, sellers to provide accurate information uh, about their products listing. We have also removed the listings in questions and are further enhancing our systems, the spokesperson says. AI is already being used to flood other areas of the internet with content. On X, or Twitter, a similar phrase has popped up in a seemingly AI-generated post. So what they're saying is, if you put some kind of weird terminology into the AI chatbot thing, it says, oh, that, that word right there does not um, meet our standards and stuff. So that <laughs> that response goes into the listing. Now, I don't know why, uh, you know, the, the guy was putting a dresser on there and it said the dresser is brown. So maybe the term brown dresser is some kind of hint to some kind of sexual thing. Hey, hey, man, <laughs> where do I go from here? Yo, man, uh, I'm a I'm a stripper. I'm brown. And so I'm, I'm not a stripper. I'm the opposite of a stripper. I'm a dresser. So I will start nude and then dress. So maybe they think it's some kind of sexual thing. And the whole thing about putting a hose up there, maybe it's referring to like rap girls, boyfriend or rap boyfriends, girlfriends as hose. You know, we can't put hose on there because yo, man, <laughs> that goes against our policy. So I don't know if you see that out there, that's what's happened. That I and I wouldn't I wouldn't trust that item. As soon as I saw that, I'd be like, "Oh, this is garbage." <laughs> but that's what's happening. If you're seeing out there when you're searching on Amazon for something, if you see that as the title, they've used an AI chatbot to uh, create the title and create that whole uh, page. I'm sure the product's still good, but for whatever reason, that they there's keywords on there that get flagged. Now, something that's getting flagged right now. We're coming out of our holiday season, and we got Valentine's Day coming up here sh- shortly. We had MLK Day the other day. That's why we went to New York. My wife gets an extra bonus day off. So that's why we traveled to New York. Uh, spent five days up there, which was great. Saw family and stuff. Flew uh, Spirit Airlines. Drove a Tesla. <laughs> hate the Tesla. Uh, don't hate Spirit Airlines, but still. But part of that uh, is that whole trip is, is taking pictures. And we took family pictures with everyone. Uh, you know, you get updated on family pictures and and who's gotten larger, who's gotten smaller, whose family's, uh, you know, got another uh, person in the family or someone who's lost someone in the family is not there anymore. But anyways, everyone takes pictures. Now, what's trending right now is this nose cover trend amongst young people. They're doing it during their family photos is a, a mystery, but now has been explained. Parents have to deal with weird trends and pranks from their teenagers in the past, but this does not stop them from being confused about the new trends that be- when new trends begin. when new trends begin. The latest trend has a lot of adults scratching their head of what it might mean. So Gen Z kids everywhere seem to be hopping on this trend, including Tyson Fury's 14-year-old daughter, Venezuela, who has seen covering her face in a family uh, picture posted to her mom's Instagram page. This particular incident has left parents confused about pulling uh, by the move pulled by the girls. And if you can see here, if you're watching us here on the video, so here's the girls. And basically, they're looking down at their phone, and it looks like they're scratching their nose, being inconspicuous, and but they're covering their nose and, and their mouth for the most part. They're not covering their eyes except for this one ding-dong right here. So what are they actually trying to tell the, the parents? 
This particular incident left Paris confused about the move pulled by the girls, with them being curious if it's a secret sign or a traveler's thing. Uh, Mother Michelle Harris spoke to Fabulous about this trend, explaining, After several attempts to snatch the perfect perfect Christmas family photo, I turned to my, turned to my teen and finally asked them why. Is everything okay? Uh, why won't you show up in the family photos? And then the big whopper, are you being bullied? You know, is everything going all right at, at school? Why do you keep hiding your face? And then he surprised and, and looked at me and laughed and said, no, but I will be if you post these pictures of me online without my consent. All right, kids, <laughs> get over yourself. Harris continued to say he went to explain on how the nose cover is just a signal to the peers that they won't be caught slipping, quote unquote, slipping, which eventually translate to meaning off guard. So essentially the nose cover for the most part is just a way of being a way of avoid being targeted for ridicule in their digital spaces with with friends. Ultimately, it looks like a way to be it looks like it's a way to get out of being teased by your friends in a group chat, which is completely understandable as parents trend as, as parents tend to want to capture every capture and post everything. Parenting experts and founders of the Carol app, Holly and Amanda Jenner also spoke to Fabulous and explained why this is popular among teenagers and exactly what parents can do to support them. Amanda Jenner explained, using the cover is the only way that they can remove themselves without actually upsetting their parents by refusing to be in the photo. Uh, the online world is, is a very hard thing for teenagers to tackle as well as we all know. But to have pictures across the social channels, which parents have taken, may not be perfect. This can really affect teenagers. So they're all worried about, you know, oh, I look fat in this picture. I don't look good in this picture. Uh, my eyes are crossed. I'm not wearing the right outfit. Yet mom and dad are out there taking pictures. Not probably mom more than dad. Of these unflattering pictures. Amanda also added, it's important to remember that in this phase is a normal part of growing up. We're seeking independent and establishing personal boundaries are key development milestones. It looks like the trend is a way for teenagers to deal with certain insecurities uh, they may have or to protect themselves for being quote unquote roasted at school. We've all been there. So essentially what they're doing is like, no, mom, I don't want to be in this picture. You're going to be in the picture. <laughs> no, I don't want to be in a picture. All right. And then they just kind of do this nose thing where it's just their eyes. But that's what kids are doing. They're putting their hands on their nose going, yeah, go ahead and take the picture. One, two, three, smile. All right. Mm. But then they have to take yearbook pictures. Is everyone going to be sitting there on the yearbook pictures <laughs> with their hands on their faces? during? The, I mean, those are horrible in themselves. Those are the ones that they need to cover their faces on because God knows. I know a lot of my uh, high school pictures and junior high and elementary, my primary school pictures would come back and haunt me. I had spiky yellow hair at one time and braces. Ooh. Rose big old dork. But, you know, you grow into a butterfly after that or a swan, depending on, you know, who you believe in. All right, guys, on that note, I'm going to let you get back to enjoying the rest of your day. Make sure you follow us on all your social networks. The way you do that is go to Profit Radio, P-R-O-P-H-E-T radio.com. Get yourself something for free over there. We'd love to hear from you as well. Click on Be Heard. Speak right into that. It's anonymous. You can be anonymous as well. Uh, and it comes right on the very next podcast. It will be podcast famous. Joining us here in the studio at any time. All right, guys, my name is Nico. Saying goodnight and goodnight. Wait, wait, wait! Come back! This is the end. The absolute end. Écoute-moi.